You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's start. Zomer, Chayiv Mishum Notea. Now, what that means is, I explained this yesterday, that, not like Rashi, I came up with my own explanation, which I don't want you to get into your heads. The explanation I said was that when someone prunes something in the garden on Shabbos, you need to warn him and say, hey, what you're doing is a tolda of the malacha of planting. That's not the real pshat. What the real pshat is, based on Rashi, is that let's say someone was in the garden and he was putting shoots into the ground, planting new trees. And he was also pruning other trees. He didn't realize either was Osir. He would only bring one chattas. Because the zomer that he was doing is part of the malacha of Notea. And we know, as we've studied before, that when someone does an av and a tolda together, he's only chayiv once. So since Notea was being done for sure, and Zomer was being done as well, on both of them, he didn't realize what he was doing. He didn't know they were Osir. But when, it, when he will come to bring his korbanos, he'll bring only one. Now, Hanotea v'hamavrich v'hamarchiv. Let's say the guy is actually planting the shoots into the ground He's doing mavrich. Let me explain what that was yesterday. That's where he actually is taking one of these these, these strong uh, pieces of, 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 of anafim. He's taking a strong branch and he's bending it, putting it into the ground and letting it become its own plant. And then, then he'll cut it later. Or markiv, we mentioned what that is. That is where he actually takes something from another, he takes a branch from one tree and he inserts it like it's riding into the energies of another tree. So now when it's growing, it's like a person riding a horse. You're using the horse's energies. So here too, the shoot that's growing is using the sap and energies of the, the tree that you've put it into. So he did all of that gardening work. But it's Chayev Mishum Zorea. What does that mean? If he was also planting seeds at the same time, he would only be high of one chatos because he was planting. Because Zorea is the main malacha. And therefore, even though he was doing all of that stuff and he didn't know any of it was wrong, he'd bring one chatos. Why? Because he was doing Zorea. And since he was doing Zorea, that covers all this other stuff. So the Gemara says, are you telling me, because what did you just say? You said, Hanotea v'hamavrich v'hamarkiv chai mishum Zorea. That would mean, let's say, Markiv, where he's uh, grafting. Grafting is only because of Zorea? What would be if he would be grafting 
and he would also be planting shoots. Would he bring two at that time? Mishum Zareya in, Mishum Notea lo? Isn't Notea sort of like an equal of? The Gemara says, yeah, of course. So if he wasn't doing any planting of seeds, all he was doing was grafting, and he was also putting the actual trees into the ground, being planting the, the natiya of trees, of course, he'd only bring one chattis for being notea. The chiddush here is, is that let's say he wasn't doing notea. He was only grafting and putting seeds in the ground. We'd say that the zariah that he did, that would be the over. That would be the overshadowing malacha that's going on, and he'd only be machayev, he'd only be chayev for zorea. Like Rashi says, If he was planting seeds, why? And he also, in the same helen, in the same state of forgetfulness, he also was grafting, he'd only be chayev one uh, carbon and not two. So, so that's the way Rashi explains the Gemara. I didn't explain it that way yesterday. That's why I'm correcting it. Amar of Kahana, that's where uh, he's thinking, hey, I'm pruning, but I could use these for the oven. That's two mulachos right there. Achas mishum kotzer, achas mishum notea, right? Planting because it's growing better. If a person cuts the 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 uh, this this grass that's growing shachas that as you can see it, it actually has a harvest three times in one month it's a, such a fast growing grass Rashid says and it's great for animals but it also helps the other stuff grow so one is coats there. And it's also Mishum Notea because it's actually causing it to grow better by, by, by harvesting it when you do. So it's actually, it's a double whammy. It's, it's in the same act, you actually have Ketzira and Natiya together, and that would be two Chatos you'd have to bring. Amar Abai, Haiman, the Kon of Silka, also Chayiv Shtayim. Even though he's trying to make the, 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 the beet plant grow better, but he's also using, he's also taking pieces off of the beet plant, and therefore, he's chayiv mishum kotzer and mishum uh, notea as well, or zorea. Okay, hachoresh, plowing. Tana hachoresh, that's the normal way of plowing. But then there's also chofer, where you don't necessarily go all the way through. You you dig holes, but you don't necessarily plow and and, 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 and turn everything over and over. Chorates. A chorates is like you make a scratch in the ground. You don't dig, you don't, a plowing is really deep into the ground. Like, right? So all of those cases, if that's what you're trying to do, somebody, that's not called plowing. Well, for this vegetable, it is. Kulun malacha achaseim which would mean if you would do them all together, you would do harisha on the major vegetables and chofer and choritz for the smaller ones, that would be one malacha that would be included under the malacha of choresh. And they're all essentially the same thing. 
Amar of Sheshis, Hoiselo Gavshushis. Let's say he has, there's a little pile of dirt. And what does he do? Venatla. He lifts it up, like Natiwa Sedaim, lifting up your hands. He lifts it up and takes it away. So if it was on the dirt floor of his house, Babayas, Chayim Mishum Bona. Why? Because he's, he's got a, now the, you don't have this hill. That's a good floor. A, a, a floor that has this, has this, this thing that rises up in the middle. That's not a good floor. So that's called building the floor. Let's say he would do this in the field. Chai Mishum Choresh. Why? Because, as Rashi says, Demar Pe'ara. Because when this, this little hillock, H-I-L-L-O-C-K, is sitting there, talk about Scrabble words, but let's say that is, is, is sitting there on, on your field, it's tough. And, and, and by removing it, you actually soften up the ground underneath it, and it becomes a better ground for planting. guma. Let's say there's a, a indentation, not a gavshushis, the opposite. It, there, there's, there's an indentation, a crevice, a small crevice in your house. Vitamama, and you fill it up with soft earth. So babai is chai mishumbona. In a house, that's build, that's fixing your floor. Besoda, by doing that, even though you would say, hey, can't you put a seed in there? It's actually better with the little earth you put into it. Why? Because the earth you put into it is softer earth, Rashi says. The, 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 the crevice in the ground, that, that earth that's, that, that makes up the walls of the, and the floor of the crevice might be hard earth. But when you put soft earth filling it up, that actually makes it better for planting. The Tov Lizria. And therefore, your Chayev for Choresh, for filling it up. Amar Abba, HaChofer Guma B'Shabbos. Let's say, however, you go out in Shabbos and you dig a hole in the earth. Why are you digging the hole? Because you have a bunch of sick kids in the house that are throwing up, and you need to have some dirt to cover the vomit. Or a kid doesn't have a diaper on, and this will cover it up. People would always have little piles of earth to cover stuff. They weren't as hygienic and clean as we are today. But this guy didn't get it ready for Shabbos. So this guy goes on Shabbos in order to get to get some, some earth that he might need for covering things in his house. So Rav Abbas tells us, even though he made, he did Khafira, and we saw before, that's a told of Choresh, that's like being Choresh, your putter. Why? Because that's not the purpose. You didn't get, the, you didn't do that in order to plant in it. You wanted to extract the dirt. You don't care about the hole in the ground. You just want the dirt that is in the place where the hole used to be, where, where the, 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 the dirt, which is taken out, which Mimela created a hole. That's called the Melocha She'eno Tzricha Legufa. And here you're going to be potter. What about Rabbi Yehuda? I feel the Yomar that says, Melocha She'eno Tzricha Legufa that even though you did it for the wrong reason, you, did, you, you created a hole, you did the act of, 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 of Harisha, of Choresh, you did a told of Choresh, but not for the reason of Choresh. 
Here, even Rabbi Yehuda would say you're butter. Why? Because Hani Mele, normally it's Mesakim. Normally, right? you're doing it for a different reason. There's a mace in the house. Right, so the purpose of Hitzah is because you want you want this thing to be in a different address. You want it in Rishus Harabim. So when a mace is in the house, it smells, it stinks. So you say, I can't take the smell. The man died. We're not burying him yet. Let's get it out of the house. The smell's bothering me. It's not that you want the mace in the backyard. You want you just don't want it in your house. Rabbi Yudah says, so even though that's not the purpose of Hitzah, that's called the Melacha Shenetzricha according to Rabbi Yudah, you'd be Chayim in that case. Because over there, you made a Tikkun. Because over there, the house was smelly with the person who had died, and now the house is better. But over here, it's a Kilkul. Over here, wherever you did this, especially in the house, you made it worse. You, you made a hole in your house. So therefore, even Rabbi Yudah would say that you're not Chayim over here. Yeah, but Rabbi, if you need if you if you need the offer to cover up the vomit or whatever, you're also making the house better. Yeah, but the hole makes the house bad, right? You're right. this the kilkel of your house can lead to an eventual tikkun. But when you look at this, what you did here with this hole, this hole ruined this part of the house. You're right. You were able to get something from there. It's a good question, Anna. Eventually, there might be a tikkun that you got from this, but you can't say that this is a malacha, this kilkel, right? This, when you look at what you did right here, it's a kilkel in the house. So, therefore, Rabbi Yehuda would say you're putter in this case, and you're not going to be chayv. Hakotzer, the Mishnah said if a person harvests, well, harvesting is with wheat. We've been talking about peya, right? That's the verb that's on display. That's the shorish of mesachtas peya in a way. But kotzer could also be botzer, right? And that, of course, is when you're, when you're getting grapes. It's botzer. Godair, right? Is when you're getting uh, figs, uh, uh, dates. Masik, masik is when you're getting olives. Oda is when you're getting, it's a way of gathering figs. Each one has a different name. And, and I'm sure that if you're people here that know uh, their botany and our gardeners could figure out why we come up with different terms for different ways of gathering different types of essential fruits. But all of these actions, kulun malacha achas, which would mean, again, the same principle, that if someone did one of them with all these other ones, he'd only be chay of one chatas, behelam achas. And they're all a tolda of the major one, which is called kotzer. Amar of Papa. Hai man deshoda pisa ledikla. If a person would take a, a piece of earth, pisa is like a, it's like, it's like a piece of dirt, which is coagulated together, and it's like a hard uh, piece of dirt, and he, like, like, like Don Drysdale, he takes it and he throws it straight to this dikla, and it hits the, uh, uh, like a fastball, it hits the, uh, the date tree, and what happens? Va'ata tamre, and the date falls down, a bunch of dates fall down. Chayif 
Achas Mishum Tolesh. One of them. <laughs> you're right. The same. The same era, Henoch. The same. The Dodgers pitchers, right? So one of them is. Right. I don't know if Kofax had such a great fastball, but could be. But anyway, he had a great fastball, Kofax. Okay. Yeah. That's why he had to retire early. Yeah, because he, he he ruined his arm. But right. anyway, the point is Bob Feller, let's say, right? Feller. He throws it like a like like Bob Feller. It hits the deck and the and the dates fall off. So that that guy, that feller, has now by felling those dates onto the ground is Chayiv Shtayim. Achas Mishum Tolish. One thing was that was a way of like harvesting. He has now disconnected the dates. The dates where they were were like were contained in something. They weren't ready to drop yet. They were like inside of another packet. And through the force of his pitch, he was able to, to, to make it move and cause it to separate from this thing that's surrounding it. That's Dosh. So that's actually two Malachas right there. So who said that, Rav Papa? Ravashi says, no, you can't be ain derach That's not the way you harvest something. You don't throw a fastball, pitch at it. You go up there with a ladder and you pull it out. The ain derach prika That's not the way you do mafarik either. Mafarik you do with your hands. Once once you're up there on the tree, you separate this thing that's covering it. The guy did it with the force of a fastball pitch. That's not considered a malocha. That's called a, a shinui, and you wouldn't be chaya for that. Ma'amir, I told you we're going to get to it. We had it in the halacha today with the scrabble. We had it in, in, in Yerushalmi, and now we have it in the Bavli, big ma'amir. Amar Rava, ma'amir isn't just in the fields like we saw in Mesech Tizpeah. Ha'iman dechonif milcha mimilchata. Chayev mishum ma'amir. Okay. Read a Rashi with you. What is that? What is the milcha milchata? Let's take a look. It's about getting salt, but here's the way it works. Shetzavar melech mimaschrefot mayim. He gets these these globules, these big globules of salt, from where the these masrefot mayim. What does that mean, masrefot mayim? What happens? What it is that he does a little bit of digging, they call some engineers around, and they are able to create a channel of the of the of the salt water of the ocean to go into an area that they control. Now Therefore, it's a small area surrounded, I guess, by some whatever they want to put man-made around it. And now the sun will work on that and dry up the water. And the sun will burn the water out around it. And what's going to be left is what? Salt. So the person, what he does is that he goes to one of these salt areas. This, this 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 type of tribute, it's not really a tributary, sort of like a, a dam, a reservoir, a small little reservoir where the ocean water lies, but you create it in a way 
that it gets the maximum sun working on it, and, 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 and you line it with the type of material that's going to cause the water to, uh, to evaporate, it's going to leave you with the salt is what you want. So if a person goes and gathers these, these, these globs, these re- big rectangles of salt, these big circles of salt, if he gathers milchamimilchasa, so even though he's not on a field, but that's ma'amer. The same way we talked about getting all those bundles and putting them in the big, in the, in the gadish and getting it ready to go to the granary. That's ma'amer. This is ma'amer for salt. Abaya disagrees. He says, Ein imur karka. And this is what we were talking about today. According to Rava, that was the Pharisee's role, talked about the printing press, where it's called Ma'amer, even though it has nothing, to, just like the salt mines are called Ma'amer. Abaya says, It's got to be something that's growing from the ground. Now, again, obviously you could say, uh, this isn't, even Rava wasn't talking, was talking about something in the natural world. He wasn't talking about a guy's printing press. But still, that's what we read about in the halacha shir tonight, was Ma'amer without Gedule Karka. Okay. Dosh. Dosh is when uh, you take uh, the, uh, the, the, the wheat material and it's in, the, it's, in its, uh, it's in the shell, it's in the stalk, and it needs to be crushed. The, basically, it needs to be crushed in order for the stalk and the straw to separate, and then you're going to be left with the kernel. And they used to do that. They actually used to, they used to take a board and they would hitch it on to the back of the horse or whatever animal it was, and they would ride around, and on the bottom of this board was these, um, like, nails that would crack the wheat and would release the kernel. That's the way they used to do disha. So that's what dosh was. So dosh is the standard way. Menafates is when you have, let's say, cotton, that you also want to comb out to to get the uh, shell to be to be separate from the cotton seed, or hamenafet, which is also uh, he says here is that semer uh, gefen bikeshet. You actually stretch it, releasing the cotton seed is what you want. The cotton seed is is all swirled. Uh, the other material swirls around it, and it's contained within it, and you want to extract it. Those are all called dosh, hu, and malacha achazeng. Okay. Zore, borer, tochen, maraked. Now, let's take tochen out of the picture, because the Gemara is going to say, hainu zore, hainu borer, hainu maraked. Aren't they three essentially the same thing? Because when you do zore, what are you doing? Uh, you're basically... Uh, um, after you do dosh, you do zore, where you uh, throw it up in the air, and we talked about how the wind will 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 will, will carry the chaff away, and what's going to be lo- and what's going to go down lower is going to be the the kernel, but since the kernel is going to be on the ground. It's going to get dirty with stones and stuff, and then you're going to use borer to get rid of the stones from the wheat kernels. Then you're going to grind it 
but even the flour, you need to sift the flour because there's still pieces of, of, of bread that you don't want. And that's being marakade. So basically, you're trying to get to the food. You're trying to get to the one you want to make bread out of. So isn't it all the same, Malocha? Hainu Zora, Hainu Bar, Hainu So Abayi said, you're right. They are very similar. And maybe in some, if you would think about it, we say it's a tolda. It's all the same idea, trying to get to the, to the kernel. But Kol Milsa, the Havi B'Mishkan, we have to look at what was done in the Mishkan. Even though there's other things that are similar, we consider them two. Two things. If they were done in the Mishkan, and they did each of these, in order to get the Samamonim made, they did Zohar, they did, they did Marakade, they did um, Disha, they did Borer, so even though they were very similar in what they were doing, but because they were done in the Mishkan, they become separate ovos. So we say that they're called separate ovos. We don't say it's one av. We talked before about a guy who was in the garden. He did, he did uh, look at all that stuff that he did. He was planting. He was doing... Um, he was doing uh, grafting. He was putting the shoots down. He was, right? That's all one malacha. And over here, when he did, he's making bread, you've got him for five malachos. That's the Gemara's question. Gemara says, you know what? You're uh, right. How could, you, how, could, how could you even ask the question uh, that there are extra avos if they would add to the 39 original avos? So you'd have more than 39. Right, which is what, right, but here it's the opposite, Hanach. Remember what I, look what I just said. The gardener, the gardener did all these things and you only got him for one. The baker, you got him for five. Why? Because even though you could have said all these things are the same idea, getting to the kernel, getting the thing that you want, getting rid of the, uh, uh, of the bran, getting rid of the shell, getting rid of the straw. It's all the same thing. You want to get to the thing you want to make the bread out of. It should be one malach. The same way over there. I the same way over there. I want this thing to grow. I want my I want my plants to grow. So one way to get the plants to grow is pruning. The other way to get the plants to grow is actually taking it and and and, and grafting it. It's all one malacha. Here, right. here it's five malachas. Right. So the so reason they're is lessening the amount of thirty nine instead of. You don't right. even have 39. That's right. You wouldn't have 39, but maybe you shouldn't have 39. <laughs> Samar says, but since it was in the Mishkan, it gets counted. So now the Gemara says, well, one second. If it was done in the Mishkan, what about Kotesh? What was Kotesh? Now we talked about grinding the flour, right? So that was Tochen. But there's kotesh as well. What's kotesh? That when you when you have the wheat kernel, you they would actually crush. They would take it and crush it in a in a in a pestle. Lahasil kripason, because there's still one shell around it that won't be removed unless you put it into this machteshes. Tahavi b'mitosh and we know they did that in the beis hamikdash. 
So this is the way to finally get this. In other words, there's a thin, very sort of a tough, but thin covering over the kernel that you need to crack to get the kernel out. That's called kotesh. Why isn't kotesh one of the 39 malochos? They did it in order to get the samamona made. In order to get the dyes made, they needed, to, they needed to do that for the flax plant. Why isn't that one of the malochos? The lechshev nami kotesh. So Abayu says, I'll tell you why that's not there. Because even though they used to do it in the Beis HaMikdosh, but the Beis HaMikdosh is a paradigm for what we do in our normal life. We, our malochos are about making bread. And even though we use the Beis HaMikdosh model for creating the, the dyes as our, our, our guide to how the malochos for making bread, but we know in making bread, a lot of people don't do kotesh. Shekain ani ochel pito below katisha. He'll just take the he'll take the kernel and he'll grind it into flour without removing that outer shell layer, because he doesn't need it. So therefore, we do not count it as one of the thirty-nine. And even though they did it in the base of mikdash. Rav Amar? No. The reason why Kotesh is not mentioned, and this is what you were saying, Anna, Hamani Rebbe. Because Rebbe says we got to have this number from Dvarim, Hadvarim. We know the magic number 39. So therefore, Avos Malachos are Bayim Chos Rachas. V'i Choshev Kotesh, even though they did Kotesh in the Beis HaMikdosh, it's too many numbers. We have 40. Havilei are Bayim. Tumar says, okay, that's the reason why Kotesh isn't one of the Alvis Malochos. Remember, right, that's the reason why it's not in the, in the list. Well, take out one of these other ones. Take out Merakeh. Instead of having four, which are basically the same, which is Dosh, I'm sorry, not Dosh, but Borer, Merakeh, Zore, take out one of those and then put Kotesh in. It must be like Abaya. The only ones that we're mentioning are the ones that were used to make bread. And even though Kotesh was there, and in some ways might be sort of like an Av, but we don't reckon it in the Mishnah because it's not part of the way bread was made because there's many people who don't do Kotesh to make their bread. Now comes the Yisodas of Borer. The Brisa says, there seems to be different types of foods. But he doesn't want to eat both of them. Borer, he chooses the one he wants, v'ochel. Borer, he chooses the one he wants, umaniach. He doesn't eat it right away. He leaves it there. That's the first statement of the Brisa. This Brisa is the essential Brisa for whatever what Borer is about. So it starts with the idea that you have different types of edible objects. And it says, do borer and eat, borer and leave it. Then it says, the Bryce says, lo yivor, don't do borer. Then it says, the imbirer chayev chatas. 
So this is a brisa that should give you conniptions. My Kumar, what did you mean? First you told me, then it says don't do it. Then it says if you do it, you're Chayim Achatas. So it's Mutter, Osir de Rabbanon, Chayim Misa. What's going on here? Amarula, Hachi Kumar. Just need some analysis. Don't get nervous. Just need some analysis. Hachi Kumar. Barva Ochel, that's Lukatrila. When is that? Lavo Bayom. You, if you're bored to eat it today, even if it's a couple of hours from now, that's fine. Even bored maniach, you're doing it for someone else. But it's maniach means for somebody else. Levo bayom is fine. Mutter, a chiddush in the heter. This is all ulas pshat. Lamochar, but if you're doing it for tomorrow, so that's like preparing. Not about preparing. It means that's the way you work on foods. That's the way farmers work, right? They're not eating this stuff today. They're getting rid of the of, of they're getting rid of the stones that are in, that are mixed up with the kernels because they are going to be using it in order to eventually grind the flour. If it's for tomorrow, you're being machsher the ochel, then it's an iser de rabbanon. But it's more than an Isra the Rabbanon, he says. In Birachayev Chattis. That was Ula. Maska for Ravchista. Ravchista had covered for Ula. Ula comes from Eretz Yisrael. But he says, What's, what are you talking about? Today or tomorrow? The whole day today is all right? In other words, you're not eating it now, but you're doing Brera for a couple of hours from now? If it was a pure act of Brera, and you, it, it, it was a total act of what being borer is. How could you say there's a difference between for today or tomorrow? How about if you're baking and you're baking for today, it should be okay? <laughs> I agree with you. It's a difficult brisa, but this is the way I'm explaining it. I see. In other words, every malacha has a certain amount of shear, right? When it right, which is less than a grogeris, which would mean that it seems that we hold Rav Chista doesn't hold chazi shear is also he holds less than a shear. It's it's mutter to do. You can even do it for someone else. Pachos mikas shear, but once you've done the shear, there's the iser and your chayiv chatas. Rav Chista was in Sura. He was the Rosh Hashiva there. After Rav Yehuda and after Rav Huna, Rav Chista was the Rosh Hashiva. And one of the greatest brains and minds from Surah was Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef asked Rav Chista, Moscow Rav Yosef, even if you want to tell me that you're not Chayef Chattas, how could the Brisa write as its mutter? Chati Shir's Rashi says is Osram and Atayra. That's Rabbi Yochanan Shita. We pass on Rabbi Yochanan against Rishwakish. Uh, right? Just like part of a, a, an amount of food on Yom Kippur is also usher, even if it's not Kikoseves. Pachas Mikashir by Achila is still usher. Pachas of a, less than a, 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 a Kazayas of Chazer is still usher Minatora to eat. The same thing with the Malacha, Rabbi Yosef says. So how could the Brises say you can do Borer less than the Shir? So what did Rabbi Yosef say? Aloma Rabbi Yosef, there's three things here. Borer v'ochel, if it's biyad, if you're doing it with your hand, 
that's considered nothing like the way they did it in the base Amikdash at all. That's completely mutter. Let's say the way you get rid of the uh, of the dirt and the stuff that's in the food, the way you're trying to get rid of uh, of the bones or whatever it is, you use a kanon or a tamchui. Kanon Rashi says is a kliets shaosin kain sinor. It's basically like a pipe that on the bottom of it, uh, it's 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 wider on top and narrower on the bottom. And let's say you want, uh, you have dirt on your beans. So you put the kidneys in the wide area, Rashi says, and you shake it, and the kidneys roll, and they roll through the, 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 they roll through the, the bottom. The bottom, only the kidneys roll through, and the, the junk around the dirt and other stuff around it that's attached itself to the beans will be trapped because only the bean itself is small enough to get through the hole. So that's borer with a kanon. A tamchui is a big plate that you shake and you shake around and, and after you shake it, the centrifugal force actually causes the dirt and stuff to separate from the bean. So that would be an unusual way of doing it because it's still uh, more labor intensive. So let's read it again. If you do it by your hand, which is the most labor intensive, the most unlike the way it was done in the Beis HaMikdash, the most, the most unfarmer-like way to do it, that's mutter. If you're in the middle, you use an awkward type of utensil, that's oser terabonon, bimbirer potter, avaloser. But if you use the professional sieve, the professional way to do it with a sieve, a kivra, that's the professional way. That's the way Rabbi Yosef learns the Brysa. I appreciate what you tried to do with this Brysa, Rabbi Yosef. But there's no, you, look how much you inserted into the Brysa. He doesn't say anything in the Brysa about a kanun or a tamchui. This is the pshat. And you can see from this little letter, this is where halacha starts on this. Where is it mutter to do borer, borer v'ochel? You're eating, and how are you doing it? In other words, let's say you have the gefilte fish with the bones. You don't pick the bones out. You pick the pieces of the fish out. Not gefilte fish. I'm talking about the old-style fish that, that had the bones in it. So it's a beautiful-tasting fish, but it's got bones layer, layering it completely. So you don't want to eat the bone. So you take the, you take the, 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 the meat of the fish out of it. That's called ochel mitochapsolis. That's mutter. And even if you're doing it for your next-door neighbor, the guy who's sitting at the table with you, but if you decide to do it the other way, you want to take the bones out, right? however you do it, with your hand, with the fork. Right, that's what it is, boiled whitefish, yeah. Right, so you use your hands to do it, but... Right? Um, 
psalus mitoch ochel. That's a lo yivra. Bimbira chayiv chatas. So on that, Abaya asks on Rav Abnuna, mide ochel mitoch psalus ktani. It doesn't say there's that the och that you take the ochel out. I want to come up with a cooler Rav Abnuna. Abaya says that you can even take. If you if you're going to eat it right away, you can take the bones out. Right? You can actually take the the the, the food out. Even sounds a bio hold, you can even take the psoas out as long as you're eating the fi- the, 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 the the meat of the fish right away. It's gotta be out there. If it's gonna be right now as you're eating, then you're not making a dish. You're not you're not creating uh, something to show to Wolfgang Puck to give you an award for. You're not putting it away for later. This is the way I eat. The way I eat is, obviously, I don't want to eat the bone. I throw the bone out, and I take the food. Since we, Therefore, everything is swallowed up figuratively by the action of eating. And therefore, you can actually take the, put the psalis away. But if it's for Bobayom, it's for later, then Lo yivrar, and even though you say, "Well, it's just going to be for shalashidus," you're still chayav achatus. The imbirer, if you do it, yeah, well, I, I just need this for shalashidus. I'm not doing this for like like a farmer is doing it. We say, buddy, that's like a person who is putting grain away for his workers to come for the next couple of weeks to work on. Kibor laot serve a chayav achatus. When the Rabbanan heard about all these different pshatim in this b'risa, and they came to Rav and they said, hey, this is the pshat that our good, Abaya said, Amr Luhu, Shapir, Amr Nachmeni. Nachmeni is right. <laughs> he said a good pshat. That's a good pshat in Nachmeni, of course, was Abaya's name. His name was Nachman. So he says, good, Nachmeni. I like his pshat. Let's say it's not bones, but it's two types of food. And he wants one over the other. There's two types of food, and he chooses one over the other. Right? It's a chickpea salad, and he picks out the chickpeas and he leaves the olives. Ravashi says your potter. Ravashi masni potter. Someone says, Potter, what about the brisa? Doesn't it say you're chayev? Brisa also said ochlim. So it, it sounds like if you take the chickpeas out and you, you leave the olives, whatever it is, you should be chayev. Like kasha. Depends how you do it. If you actually strain it, you take the salad and you strain it, then you'd be chayiv, even though they're both types of foods. When Ravdimi came, he said, Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, I want to tell you a story about what happened in Israel. It was Shabbos of the Ravibi Ave. What does that mean? He was a great Talmachacham Rav Bibi, but they all, like a like on a commune, every week one of them was the waiter. So it was his his Shabbos or his week 
to be the waiter. So Rav Bibi is the waiter, the equal Rav Ami Virabasi. And Rav Ami Virabasi came to sit down to eat. And Rav Bibi was, was the waiter. It was on Shabbos. Shada Kamayu Kilkula de Peri. He just took a basket and he just rolled with force all the fruits of the basket out of the basket in front of them on, on the table where they were eating. Why? What happened? Because by doing that, the leaves separated from the fruit. So he, he did it like in a forceful way. He didn't just give them the fruit, but he actually shoved it out. He, he actually like jettisoned it out of the basket by, 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 by forcefully throwing it, which caused the leaves to separate. And Rav Dimi said, that's the way I saw Rav Bibi do it. I'm not sure why he did it that way. Could be he felt that, the, that they would have made a mistake. They would have taken the fruit and left the leaves. That would have been usr as borer. Or maybe the reason he did it that way is to show he wasn't going to give a servant. He wasn't going to give just a fruit to each one. He wanted them to get it all. But it could be the reason why he did it was Rav Bibi felt, he was a Talmachacham, he felt that even Ochel Mitoch Psolis would be us. It's not just Psolis Mitoch Ochel. Chizki Omar Haboret Tormisen Mitoch Psolis Shalem Chayev. Let's say you have this bean that over there you're taking the bean out of the shell. There you're Chayev. The Gemara says, why? Is that true? Is that Borer? That's not the way Borer, when we talk about, when we talk about uh, Borer by the farmer, the farmer takes the, he takes the, the dirt and the stones out of the grain. Why is that Borer? Is, is it really Borer? That that's, that's, that's also, even though it's the Ochel out of the Psolus. Mars says, no, this is different. Shiny Tormison? Tormison are different. Why? Because how do you get Tormison? You have to boil it seven times over. And then it's sitting there in its shell. And if you don't extract it from its shell, what happens? Misrach, it starts to smell. And therefore, since that's the way you need to get to eat the Tormus, that's like when you take that the, the piece that's edible out of the shell, it's like the psolas mitoch ochel. Because that's the way you ready this food. And therefore, it's the usual way to eat it. Like Rashi says, Hilkach, Rashi says, because the shell is smelly, it's been boiled seven times. If you don't take it out of that shell, it's going to all smell. Hilkach, ochel nami. Therefore, even though it's really ochel, the bean part, the meat of the bean, but as long as it's there with the shell, it's almost like it's a psolus. It's almost like sitting in a shell, it is a psolus. And therefore, when you separate it, it's like you took the psolus away. And therefore, when you take it out, it's like you took psolus. 
It's a big chiddush. But beans, tormis is different. We'll do one last thing. Hatochen, Amar of Papa, Chayman de Farisilka. If you take beets and you cut it very fine, even though it's not grinded, but it's very tiny pieces of beets, this is what people say in terms of making Israeli salad on Shabbos. That if you cut the cucumbers very, very fine, it's a problem. Because that's the way it was here with these beets. If you cut the beets very fine, Chayav Mishum Tochen. That's a told of Tochen. Amar of Menashe, Chayman de Solet Silte. If you're working out in the garage, you're working out in your wood shop, and what are you doing? You're cutting pieces of wood down. Chayav Mishum Tochen. You're cutting the wood into smaller pieces. That's also Tochen. Amar of Ashi. And if ikapid amashchata, if you're trying to make the wood be a certain size to use as wood chips, so not only is it tochen, but it's called mechateach because you're trying to get it a specific size. When you try to cut things into a specific size, a specific shape, that's another malacha. So there you'd be chayiv for both of those. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.